0: Welcome to this week's episode, Nitty Gritty. It was good and fun. We had...
1: Heavy and fun. It, it was. It's a weird blend of... It was a very, very tough subject, but a very, very... It was handled so... He just made it effortless, I yeah. guess. Like, we, every, it, was, it was... We laughed a lot more than I expected that we would laugh. Yeah,
0: so we had Charlie Bird with us. He... Is releasing a book, and by the time this episode airs, it might be live. We'll see. It's close. It's close. So he's become most famous because he was Cosmo, the most famous Cosmo of all time. And we found out had well, let's not spoil it. You have to listen to hear how many views his video got.
1: Right, the Roly, the Roly Dance. I mean, the football game. It's mind blowing. It's crazy.
0: But he also he just wrote his book. He brought us a copy. Yep. What's the book? Without the mask. Without the mask. So he came out as Cosmo and also came out as gay. Right. And we talked about what that was like for him growing up gay and having to hide it. And there's a lot of cool, interesting parallels between like him hiding himself being Cosmo and himself hiding the fact that he was gay. Interesting.
1: You know. It's such a cool story. I mean. I would never want to live what he had to live through, but it it ends very well, not ends very well, but man, he comes to this. It's just a very inspiring. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's, well, we it's hit amazing.
0: it. I think you hit on the head Like he is definitely going to be like that bridge for people. Like he talked yep. about being the bridge between his siblings because he's the middle child, but he will be that bridge to allow people who are very religious You know, especially in our community, with being LDS, right? And you know, being gay, and how can you have that dialogue and conversation, and how can you support him? And the Ann was it the
1: Ann rule? His sister was that the Ann 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 way or something? You called it something good, like the Ann process or the Ann. Anyway, Ann, you his sister, his older sister, Ann. Very, very amazing person as well. Such a fun episode. I say it all the time, but it really was. You'll laugh you'll this one was really cool yeah it, he's got some amazing stories and the book i'm excited to read the book so but it comes out july 27th july 27th said. and we're gonna we're gonna give away some copies yeah we
0: want to do something fun so we want to hear what you think about this episode so leave a review tag and it's always easier if you'll somehow tag us on instagram because on the review things there's no way to know who's actually leaving it yeah. So tag us on Instagram, nitty gritty show Leave us a review And we'll
1: pick, I don't know Pick a few of our favorite for some signed copies yeah.
0: yeah, he told us he would sign some copies For you and we'll get the book out to you So,
1: Very cool, I'm excited for you guys To hear this one Alright, thanks guys Welcome to the nitty gritty Week 62 I just knew that because Brent said it That's cool, we're in the 60s, we're excited today We have Charlie Bird You know there's lots of different ways to to describe you know to everybody who you are. But let's just say the rolly cosmo. Like the greatest cosmo of all time. <laughs> Thank I mean, you, that's a pretty it. big I mean BYU is nationally recognized the mascot is because of you. Well, didn't it just win the best like
0: during COVID it did like the best mascot like, oh, voter yeah. competition it just won? Yeah. Right? yeah. uh uh-huh. yeah. 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 That's it, you. Yeah. It's me.
1: It's crazy. But that's more me. importantly, awesome author now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just finished the book. And is it okay to just say like after you graduated, I, I think everyone knows the story. Yeah. Go for just, it. Well, we're going to learn about just, it. Just wrote an art. It came out with an article, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you write it? Yeah. of Because I read it today. Was that the one that was the original? That was the first article was the one you wrote. Yeah. About a,
2: about a year after I graduated, I was done being Cosmo and, uh, I ended up writing this article that was kind of my double coming out, one as the mascot that was in all the videos for BYU and also as gay. Right. And so I released that article through the Deseret News.
1: It was an awesome article. Thank you. Like, you know, it's like Taysom Hill. You know, when some people are just too talented. It's not fair. It's like this guy. Good looking guy. Yeah. Dance is better than any of the Cougarettes dance. Makes falling out of a chair look good. He did just fall out of a chair I and have a move. But you're a really good writer too. Yeah, like that article you. was amazing and not to mention very gutsy. So I think it's such a it's such a cool story. And obviously we wanted to get to know more of the story and talk about your book. And so thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm happy to be here.
0: So Charlie, where are you from?
2: I grew up in Missouri in Southwest okay. Missouri. I don't if you know where Branson is, people usually know that because it's kind of right. like where country singers go to die <laughs> <laughs> it's <like> um, Bakersfield <laughs> right. <laughs> so I grew up about an hour from Branson in like a little ranch town.
1: okay yeah. Wow. And you were there till call it like is, yeah did you come to BYU from there Uh-huh yep I came to BYU. BYU like, there's not very many like members of our church there
2: um, so it's kind of like the way to get out you know, right, right, get, right. get out of the small town. So yeah, that's the only thing that brought me to Utah was just school. Okay. Yeah. Siblings. Like where do you fit in, the, in that? I'm the middle of five. Okay. I have two older sisters and they're both married with three kids each. Then I got a little brother and a little sister. Okay. Yeah.
1: Very cool. I come from five also. That's a good number. Yeah.
2: It's nice. Awesome. I like being in the middle cause I'm kind of like, the bridge
1: between my siblings, <laughs> you know, like I'm with the old group, but I'm also with like the young group. You know, that's an interesting point because in my family it is kind of like that. There is a, a the middle kid; it can either be like the roughest go, or it can be kind of like what you were saying, the bridge between the two. Well, it's funny now because my
2: sisters both got married pretty young
1: and they have kids,
2: and I'm like their age. and My little siblings are a, a, a little bit younger, but right. we kind of have a, a more similar life right now. Like, we're single, we're in college, I'm going back to get a master's degree, and so it's just kind of like, I'm still in that, like, bachelor bro
1: sort of vibe (laughs) that my brother's just growing into, so. You're still a kid, basically. I'm still a kid. It is true, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're not really an adult until, like, as soon as you have to start taking care of children, like, you have to grow up, right? You age quickly. You age, or you (laughs) age quickly, that's probably a good way to say it. That's also why you need the break. So, we have four, and we had to take five years off after the first two yeah. to save the marriage. I'm just kidding. It probably did save the marriage. But, <laughs> man, having kids close. So, how far apart are all you guys?
2: Let's see. Younger, it's five. My brother's five years. My sister's seven years. I'll just say our so about the same. So, it, it's 30, 28, 26. I'm almost 27. So, we're like, right. the three of us are pretty close. And then 21- 19
1: wow okay yeah are you guys are they all in missouri still or have they uh my brother's doing summer sales right now oh yeah Pittsburgh. it's like a rite of passage
2: right I, I, he was like you gotta get out here and do it with me and i was like i no i just wrote a book like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing against summer sales bros but i was like i got i'm like Bro. working on a different for sure like in a different (laughs) realm right
1: now (laughs) you can't really release a book and go knock doors right you gotta kind of push the book a little bit i
2: I guess i could start i'm gonna give him a a box of the books and he can just go around and sell the book there you go yeah
1: (laughs) just cover utah valley that's hilarious um so you've been out here since you started school and now you're back in school you said
2: yeah, I'm going back to get a master's degree in the fall. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a master's of social work to try to become a licensed clinical therapist. Are you at BYU? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm going back to BYU. So no,
1: there was no... The eye of the I hurricane. I always wondered about that. Like, the the article came out, right? And did you get any... Kickback from BYU, right?
2: So a little backstory. My senior year, um, I, I came back to be I had this summer in Washington DC, and it's I talk about it in the first chapter of my book because, essentially, it's like my whole life I just avoided gay people. Like I wouldn't talk to them. I just like ran away from myself. Interesting. And I tried you know basically everything to change my sexual orientation i would fast and i would pray and i'd read these like psychological pamphlets and i'd do like self-imposed conversion therapy techniques and so for about 10 years i was just doing everything i could to to escape right because um, you know growing up in a conservative like farm town and also compounded by being a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints it was like you're not gay you know oh, like yeah. you're just not and it, it it wasn't even an option to me. The only option was was to change and just get as far away as I could. And so, um, yeah, like some rough years growing up and I shouldered it pretty much alone. And I just, I hated gay people. I, I really did. I, I I conditioned myself to be homophobic in hopes that it wouldn't like get me, you know? So I go to DC on an internship and uh, it's June, it's Pride Month, there are gays everywhere. <laughs> And uh, like at work, I had coworkers who were gay at at my job and I was staying in this like student dorms and the guy down the hall was gay and would come in with his boyfriend and I was like,
1: oh no. (laughs) It's really interesting. Like, do you mind if I ask? Yeah. Ask anything. Where do you think that came from? Like, was that a self-imposed fear? Like, was that obviously where you were from? I mean I think we can all safely say I grew up in a smaller town. Yeah. Conservative small town. Especially I mean there's a big difference between now and 10 years ago. You Huge. know what I mean? Yeah. Like where do you think that kind of fear came from? I I'd, I'd almost say it was all
2: society based and just like the culture around me. You know, and one it's this like farm background. Sure. Right? Um but but also like growing up in the church was tough. there the way that this topic and, and people like me have been handled in the past has, oh, has yeah. it's kind of been all over the place, honestly. Um, and people, you know, it, w- when there's a lack of exposure or lack of education um, it just, you can't, I don't know, you you can't deal with the subject as well. And so I think that, and then, and then, you know, society so far hasn't really like, I haven't seen like clear paths to success as a gay Christian and I get it I really do because it's it's really tough and so like um most of the LGBTQ people end up like leaving church and, and leave with a lot of like like Heart they build. harbor yeah resentment because they've been hurt yeah you know and and like I said I feel that like I, I really feel that and so and then but it just kind of like creates the cycle where religious conservative people are like oh gay people are bad look they're they're being loud and and mean and gay people like religious people never accept us and they're terrible and don't understand and won't listen.
1: Those are all the same people having affairs and popping pills. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, (laughs) let's just be honest. Let's, uh, we all live in a glass house, right?
2: Yeah. But, but I just, I mean, I, and then again, this is just my perception of what's happened in society, but I feel like this cycle has just kept going and going and it just caused this huge divide.
1: It's self-fulfilling for sure yeah definitely the whole it's always been it's i think you know aaron Rodgers wrote an article last year i think we talked about it andrew when he said that if you look at religion like what is more divisive in human history than religion you know and it is kind of true it's i've always thought it's funny like the most judgmental people i've ever known are really strong christians and it's such a it's so backwards, yeah, right? That's sad. It's just so interesting. Anyway, sorry, just random well, thoughts. So, I'm just curious, like, when did? Wh- when was the? At
0: what age, like, did you re- remember, like, consciously, like, I have to hide this, or you know, I'm like, the, what's I the feel question? This way. I feel this way, but like, the, you made the decision to, like, push it away or to act against it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I was 14. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I mean ever since i was little like
2: really young i knew i was different i was like there's something different about me and other guys i there's just i didn't know what it was and i didn't really have words to to describe it you know and i was a child yeah and so i think like social conditioning i started like trying to to change my personality
0: to fit in at a pretty young age um like what kind of things like at a young age like did you recognize that was different um
2: i, I like, for example, I'm sitting with my legs crossed right now. Uh-huh. I knew very young, you do not sit with your legs crossed. You'll get made fun of. So like things that, that like, people like, would look as feminine. You know? And, okay. and I, I, I loved dance and gymnastics when I was young. I loved art and singing and choir and show choir and, and had really like flowery, loopy handwriting and just like a lot of things that are stereotypically feminine. Handwriting I, sucks. I judged
1: your handwriting. <laughs> I, won't
2: lie. I saw it behind <laughs> okay. You, okay. you on the board I and it. I was like, oh, it's ADHD, okay?
1: We are known to be bad writers, but it's okay.
2: And uh, you know, I so you just get made fun of for for being girly. No, keep it up. It looks I I can't lie. It looks really bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so my cousin Scott who was just in here, you know, he yeah, yeah. just left. It's so funny. I whenever I go to his office, I'll write something on I'll I'll take something he's written, erase it and write it in my handwriting. It oh, drives him insane cuz he really hates funny. my handwriting. Anyway, but, yeah, it's bad. I, I get take it. pride in my handwriting. Look, I try. I have huge hands. Like, have you seen what pens look like? <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway, leave me alone. Oh, so, let's see. Come taste my barbecue. You'll realize that I do have talent. Okay? <laughs> it does smell really good in here. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to take a break and go get some lunch. Uh, done. You say when. <laughs> bring it in.
2: So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, but then again, I was a kid, you know, yeah. so I, it was just more like social. Yeah. And I was 14 the first time I, like, realize I mean you're going through puberty like your body starts sure. to change or whatever um, and I I realized that I was attracted like pulled towards another guy and it, it's shocking you know and it, it was it was like this crash of emotions like obviously there's like intrigue and like excitement and, and longing but at the same time it was coupled by intense shame and confusion and like self-deprecation and hate and um, I didn't really know what to do with any of those feelings. So I just
0: like boxed them up and like tried to push them as far away as I possibly could. Did you have anyone that you talked to? Or did you, w- no? Were you completely on an island See, at that, that time?
1: That's the first thing that popped into my head. The, the saddest thing about all of this is that there's just no one to confide in.
0: And especially 10 years ago, who do you go to? Yeah. For sure. You know? In a small farming town, it sounds, I mean, anywhere, right? But right. especially. Yeah.
2: And and like, I mean, to kind of compound that at the same time, right? As that was happening to me, my parents were going through a divorce. And so like my family was kind of fragmented and I, yeah, I just shouldered everything alone. And, and like, I'm a capable person. Like I've always been the kind of guy that like, I want something. So I work and I do it. Right. And along with that, I have a lot of faith. I'm like, Christ's power heals and changes. And so I'm like, I work my butt off and I have faith. I'm going to get over this. Yeah. You know? So I just put all of my mental and emotional and physical energy into, um, becoming straight.
1: Yeah. So you're obviously a very disciplined person. Yeah. Like, where does that come from? I grew up on a ranch and that's it just old, like small town
2: values work hard. Yeah, totally. Like when I was six or seven, I got my first calf and I would wake up at five thirty and bottle feed the calf. And wow. Um, my sisters were there with me. We would shovel horse manure from the trailers after school.
1: Like that's just the kind of way I was raised, you know? Right. Cause it's funny. Like even, even you telling to me so far, what has been kind of the saddest part is trying to change that, right. That 10 years of even you projecting that on other gay people, you know, yeah. and showing them like, I hate them. That takes a lot of discipline, right? And a lot of thought and action, and I mean, for a kid your age, already dealing with what you're dealing with, to have that—I mean, how to, to be that? I'm almost like organized and goal oriented, exactly. and trying to like work it out of you without any help, like that. Yeah, it was definitely crazy.
2: systematic. I, I had like, and and I would try like it was kind of like trial and error. I'd be like, okay, for the next couple months, I'm going to do this and see if my feelings change. That's, insane. you know, that's,
1: um, I mean, just that part, like getting rid of the whole gay thing, right? I mean, how many kids are like that? Like kid, there's so few kids that have that kind of work ethic and determination and goal setting skills. You know what I mean? Like that's, thanks. but it's really interesting how you used it.
2: Yeah. It's like putting a bunch of like really good, productive talents and skills into something that just creates psychological damage.
1: But that also tells you of the, like, how, cause there are a lot of people out there that don't think it's something that people are born with. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And and to me, that's it like to have such a disciplined and mature person at that age, right. You do all that work to try to change it and it still doesn't change. Right. And that also just, I think that's a really good thing for people that may still struggle with that belief of there are people that are born this way.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you
1: can't get rid of that, right? Oh, yeah,
2: of course. And, and you know, there's the whole idea is that like being gay is a choice, right? That's what people say. And I'm like, would you choose it? Like, like, would you knowing that it causes like intense social and religious, like turmoil in your life? Why, why would someone actively well, choose this? For sure, you know what I, I mean? And
1: you're attracted to women, right? Well yeah, could you turn that off? Right. Like can you just switch like, you to just, liking a guy now? Yeah. And people are like, Oh God. no. <laughs> and I'm like, like imagine no. me trying to date. It was really it, terrible. It, it, yeah. Like and that's what people like that's empathy, right? Like you have to you have to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. And it is no different than me thinking a girl is attractive, right? Yeah. I can't switch to something else. Like right. that's it. I mean, and that's a very strong thing. Jeez, especially when you're fourteen years old. Yeah like so yeah. yeah
2: it made me really introspective and and i like watched things around me you know i i was i was hyper aware of how i was acting within my surrounding environment and how other people were doing it which i i think ultimately ended up becoming a blessing as soon as i switched from like a self-conscious to more of like a where should i go from here you know um but yeah for about 10 years until i went on my mission um my, my mission was kind of was amazing actually because it was kind of a break from this um interesting where'd you go I was in California Redlands San Bernardino right. okay switched the name switched a couple of times while I was there um the cool thing about that was when I was a missionary I was you know they referred to you as like elder and then your last name so I was elder bird and uh nobody expects missionaries to be anything but missionaries yeah right when you're a missionary you're not like gay or feminine or like a Steelers fan you're just like you're a missionary. All, all the other labels just like shed naturally. And you're just expected to be a missionary. And that was really cool. Cause for the first time, like I, I sensed that I was like, I can just be me. You can almost hide in plain sight almost. Exactly. Right. And so, um, I started like all of these rules that I made for myself and like societal, like norms that I had superimposed. I just kind of went along with, and I was like, dude, I have some like really good handwriting and I'm freaking artistic. <laughs> I'm going to make thank you cards for these ladies who feed us. That's and then cool. they're going to come to church because they feel valued, you know? And so I use my talents to, to like help people and bless people. And it was cool. Cause I saw that, like the things that I do that I always thought were like too gay to manifest or too girly. And like, again, like I'm not trying to say that like being gay is like feminine gender norms. That's not it. But, right. but I, but people like in society, like gay, is viewed as feminine because it's a girly thing to like a guy, right? So, so it, it was like always highly intertwined in my mind. But I noticed that, like, like especially women would like totally let their guard down around me and like be more honest and trusting because they sensed that I wasn't a threat. And I was like, isn't that interesting? I was like, wow, people like the real me. Yeah, it, it was the first time that that other than like with like individuals, a couple friends and like my sisters, I could just
1: be me. That had know? to feel uh, that had to be, it almost feel like a vacation. Oh, I loved it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, After I 10 years, like your whole teen, your teenage years, just the stress, the fear, the worry, and then just being able to just
0: well, I mean, a mission, do your
1: thing. A mission is good enough
0: now compounded on the feeling of, you know, the freedom and, openly being yourself. Like that's awesome. Who was the first person you talked to? Like do, do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Can, can I can I keep going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm I getting do. to something good.
2: Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. I'll get there, I promise. Um yeah, I came home from my mission expecting to be straight.
1: You know, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, and, I went on my mission to get my my parents divorced too. Oh yeah. And that's what got me on the mission was trying to get my parents back together. It's so funny so how many sorry. of us go and like think some magic thing's gonna happen. Right. And it's funny because, like, for me, a magic thing did happen, but it was
2: not the thing I expected. Exactly. You know? Right um, I get back, I th- I think I'm straight and I'm like, yes, like, woo, I did it. chicks. I'm gonna date <laughs> girls. Like, they're so hot and I love their hair and they have such good style and like, I, I was like, <laughs> I was so excited to like, go wedding dress shopping with my wife and like, get her in like, the hottest outfit and I'm like, oh, she's gonna have a costume change <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, I'm-, I'm gonna design her ring and she's gonna be wearing Louis Vuitton's the wedding. <laughs> like, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, like bro you're so gay i'm
1: like i'm like looking up hairstyles for my non-existent wife right oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) i hope you put that story in the book (laughs) i I, I didn't oh man
2: this exclusive content i like that exclusive for the nitty-gritty podcast um but yeah i I got home and then uh and, and i was i was dating girls i was i was myself more i was getting more friends i went back to byu and tried out for cosmo and I, the first time I didn't make it, but I was put into like, kind of like a practice squad and I was training and I was traveling and like, I got out of Missouri and I was like, yeah, my life rocks. I'm hiking, I'm backpacking, I'm going to France, you know, just all of the things that I never thought I'd be able to do. I'm just like living it up. Um, and I was dating a ton of girls. Like I, I set a goal that I'd go on three dates a week with a different girl.
1: So you were still doing it? Oh, I was. I was a you player. Like all my buddies well, no, were. No, I like, mean
2: you still had your plan. I was say, exactly. He still plan had changed, a goal. but yeah, he still had still totally yeah. had the goal. I was like, I'm gonna do three dates a week, and I'm gonna find a girl that I can turn friendship That's into so something more with. And I and I had fun. You know, like For I sure. love being around girls. We get along. So We go to ice cream. We go bowling. We'd go to the soap factory in Provo, and I'd like paint her in soap. Like just, <laughs> we just had fun. Did you ever show up
1: and say, "Are you really gonna wear that"? Uh, <laughs> I thought it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little bit petty. I'm sorry. <laughs> um.
2: So, uh, I, I went home for Christmas, and I feel like I'm just like recounting random parts of my book all over the place. It's kind of no. Fun this though. is
1: great. This is. I, I
2: go home for Christmas. Uh, about it's like nine months since I'm home for my mission. I'm 22. Um, and beautiful day. Awesome. Um, I always tumble at Christmas. I go out and like do flips in the front yard. It's like my little Christmas tradition. I'm like, everyone's asleep. I'm sleeping on the couch and, uh, I come in and I can't sleep. So I just start scrolling through my phone on social media and I come across this guy and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) and, uh, I, am looking through his pictures and like trying to figure out more about him. Like, what's he like? What's his personality like? And, uh, for years, like for 10 years before that, every time oh, I was a master at lying to myself. If I liked a guy, if, if I had a crush on a guy in high school, it was, he's cool. He's popular. He's more athletic than me. He's faster, stronger. He's on the football team. Like all of these things, I was like, oh, I'm just jealous of him. I want to be like him. And then when I had a girl who was just a friend, I'd be like, I'd force my brain to read admiration as a crush right? Like, like, Oh, she got it like a 34 on the ACT. Like that's really attractive. And I have a crush on her, you know? And, and I was good. Like I, I was fooling myself and I'm a smart guy, you know, like there's some really intricate thought patterns. Um, I don't know why it didn't work this time, but I'm looking at this guy and I, I realized like very, it was just like, like a cold bucket of water, like ice bucket challenge. um, Like, I don't want to be like this man. I want to be with him. Interesting. And uh, like immediately and in a second, my life, like my entire future, this vision I had for myself, all of these years of like working up and it was just like gone. And uh,
1: I. That's a good looking dude. I want to know who it was. (laughs) I mean, that would be kind of cool to be able to tell, like, you know, whether he's gay or straight, right? <laughs> to get to the point where you just be like, you know what? You open my eye. Like, uh, I know that's that's weird to say, but no, I'm just saying, fun. like, it's something that kind of, like, forced you to pull back that curtain and, and address right. those well, feelings. And,
2: and I mean, it wasn't
1: just him. Like,
2: he is. He's very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> But like, it wasn't oh, just that it was this, like, I, I knew the whole time, you know, I knew what I was doing sure. deep down and like, I knew that I was going on these dates and it wasn't working and I didn't like these girls and I would like, try so hard to kiss them, but just
1: be like, heck <laughs> on the cheek. I mean, I think I, most guys gay or straight are like that. Usually <laughs> it's like, like until, it's scary, you, right? until you do it. Like, oh my gosh. No, you're totally right. I, get I, it. I don't know. Should I, should I tell this? Yes. Tell it. I kissed
2: a girl once. And shocker, uh, <laughs> my confession. No, I kissed a girl, and I I spit afterwards. I oh. hated it so much. Oh, I spit on the ground. It, this was just like visceral reaction. Sure, I spit and I said, "Oh, that was disgusting." You said it out loud. And I yeah, I didn't I didn't realize what I was doing. And she was like, oh, "Like, I, I like I I just wounded a baby deer." You know, I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at her eyes, and I was like.
1: Oh, oh no. no,
2: what have I done? And so I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I just like started kissing her again. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Like,
1: anyway, like, I mean, it, it's, it's so funny. That it shouldn't be that hard to relate. I mean, if I had, if I kissed a dude, like I was forced myself to kiss a dude. Oh my gosh. Like spitting is nice. Like, I feel like I'd throw up. like, I'd just be like, right. what, what happened? You know, like, but it's that same feeling, like. You're attracted to what you're attracted to. And right. That's okay. Like, and I, it's I ran to my apartment and I brushed my teeth for like five. Minutes.
2: <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, Oh my God. And it's sad. Like she's great, you of know, course, but of like I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, th- this was tough that that night, this Christmas night, I stayed awake all night. I couldn't sleep. I, I had a panic attack. Um wow. It's, it, this was a really hard chapter to write. I, it, I just told like the short story of what happened and, it's, it's not cool to tell everyone that you had a panic attack, you know, and that we're like, and, and like I said, I, I'm controlled. I'm, I'm a control freak. I'm very on top of my body. Yeah. My body, like my body knows where it's at all for the sure. time. I control myself. I'm an athlete. I'm a gymnast. Like I was freaking out. I was shaking. I, I couldn't control my body. And I, for like six hours, I was just laying there convulsing. Um, and I and you couldn't I, like ask for help either. No, I, I wanted to die. Oh. I, I was, I, I was, I didn't know what to do, and it was so scary because I'm having these thoughts of, I wish I were dead. Was this just, going on? Just, was this just during die. the divorce happening, or uh, was this after? Th- this is after. So I'm like 22. They're, See, they're already divorced, and nobody's
1: talking about that stress. Yeah, because that's hard, especially Christmas, where you're like, which one, which house do it's I go weird, to? Yeah. Which like. So, I mean, you got to factor that stuff in too. That's, that's hard stuff.
2: Yeah. So I, yeah, I just, I put on my tennis shoes at like five thirty in the morning and I just ran as, as far as I could on Christmas day. Uh, uh, I guess it was the 26th. Okay. Yeah. I, I just ran well, and I, I just didn't know what to do. And yeah. And but, trying to run away from it. Yeah just well i was i was running away from suicidal thoughts yeah. if i'm being honest yeah I, I it just freaked me out so much and 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 i'd had those occasionally throughout high school um usually manifesting in like passive suicidality of like I, I wish i had cancer i wish i would be would be in an accident you know just things like that i wish i could escape i wish i could run away um tough you know so and hard. i look back and i'm like dang charlie like just want to give my little self a hug and be like you're good but but in a way that was the catalyst for me to start making changes um i i new plan you know like new plan i was like okay i need to reassess because i can't hide from this anymore it didn't work i i wasn't smart enough or strong enough or spiritual enough to get rid of this so i started seeing a therapist and i just started just trying new things for my like emotional, mental
0: health. So did, did this plan come while you were running? I mean, because knowing you and the way that your brain is processing stuff, I can imagine like, but you didn't stop running until like you had some kind of plan of action. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's actually true. I, I I, ended up, Uh, I called my bishop. I just needed to talk to like some sort of leader. And so I called my bishop like three miles or whatever into this run. um, And bless that man, he answered his phone and I just talked to him for a little bit. And then hung up and I was like,
1: I, so I guess, yeah, like just a human connection was, yeah. was helpful. Okay. Um, but still almost even more stress. Cause I, I doubt you told him. What I didn't, I, no, I didn't tell like him. Like Even no. the therapist, how long
2: like, it took, it took me like three to four sessions to actually like say, not even the words I'm gay, but just like, I am
1: not attracted to girls. See, that's the thing you go to therapy, right? And you're, you're not really dealing with the real issue. Like you're still having to think about how I was talking about divorce and I was like, yeah, well my dad left and my mom, you know, and he was
2: like, you seem like pretty, like I I processed it pretty well. He was like, so after like three or four, uh, like sessions, he was like, what's really dude, why are you here? Like you're vibing, you know? And I was like, (laughs) 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 anyway, um. Uh, I wish I was like telling this better. I'm sorry. Hopefully, this is interesting. to No, people. Like, this great. Is this great. is amazing. So, like, fast forward. I'm in Washington D.C. Everyone around me is gay. It's Pride Month, and I had never associated with gay people. And like, I'm becoming like through college. Like, I'm getting more educated. I was traveling. I was kind of getting a bigger worldview. Like, this is still before
1: Cosmo, by the way. Like before you made the team.
2: Uh, I, at, at this point, I was Cosmo okay. when I was in D.C. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So like, yeah, like there's all these factors in my life. Like I, I'm for lack of a better term, I'm getting what I want. Like I'm Cosmo, I'm I'm learning, I'm you know, I'd had those mission experiences where I kind of knew what I liked more. I'm starting to take dance classes for the first time ever. Just like Wait, wait, wait. You never took a dance class? I've never taken dance or gymnastics. I'm shut everyone. Until so
0: college? Yeah. <laughs> not not even growing up? Holy no, crap. Uh-uh. Okay, we're going to have to touch on that. That's incredible. Let's touch on it now. It's called (laughs) Steak Dances.
2: (laughs) conference. Everyone hates those, and everyone wants a slow song so they can, like, touch the girl's waist. Exactly. (laughs) And, like, my friends have this rule. It's like, you put your fourth finger on her back belt loop, and it's really (laughs) hot, and I'm like... Can we get some Rihanna in here? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm ready to go. <laughs> and uh, I ended up becoming the DJ just because oh, I man. wanted to play the music I liked. Right. Oh,
0: that's so So I'm like awesome. making these
2: remixes and like choreographing. And I wasn't good when I was young. Like there was like like hints that I could be good, but I was I was gangly and awkward. Right? Yeah. So like, I mean, Did really you do? Athletic. Yeah. Like, what did you do in high school? I mean, if you weren't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I, I played basketball until okay. I got cut from the team. I was a late bloomer. I was small. Like when I was 17, I was five foot four. Whoa! Five yeah. four, and now I'm six three. Like I, I, say, I yeah. really grew up. Wow! It's the gay glow up. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Y'all should have seen my haircut too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I look. <laughs> just, no, I'll give you some. It's embarrassing. Oh. My senior pictures, I'm, I'm, I look like I'm 11. Oh my god! And I have a this buzz cut crazy. that's like straight bangs across the forehead. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> to, to, to the young. The young gays, accept yourself, and you get so much better looking. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: my hotness is like directly correlates to my (laughs) (laughs) self-acceptance. Oh, so much has to change once you get... Anyway, sorry, I that'll make... Anyway, I I just like, I would listen to Shakira, and gosh, I love I listen to Shakira. I'm like, yeah, I love Shakira. I I went to Chile on my mission, Uh and the first night I... Like, the first night I got there and went to my apartment, it was playing in the apartment. It was. And I'm just like, what is this, like, Shakira? I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. (laughs) Elder. Yeah. (laughs) Elder. No, I lived with a bunch of, like, criminals. Like, my mission was, (laughs) that's a whole other story. But, anyway. Yeah, so I just practiced, just, and, I, I, like, I
2: would see her do stuff with her hips, and I'd be like, Oh i can do that <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why but the hips don't lie that's right as seen in rolly rolly um oh, dude anyway i don't know where i'm at i'm thinking about shakira washington now. dc okay washington, D.C.
1: <laughs> i think we I were all thinking, thinking about, about her right super bowl right halftime there. show oh yeah <laughs> A, but I know the there's best. controversy around that so we need to be really careful what just arguing about it being the best one ever <laughs> I'm like she looks so, so much good tr- I'm gonna get in so much trouble I'm like Jennifer get off stage <laughs> bring hey, man. she's playing the drums she's playing the guitar be- that's the thing like here they kind of sold her as a pop star right but right. she's actually like a freaky good musician. Oh, dude, her old stuff. Like it, it like, it's the best.
2: It breaks my little heart. Like the, her words. Wow. She taught me Spanish. She's she amazing. Did. Well,
1: she finally made some big money though, I guess once she went to the pop side, she but, deserves it. But yeah, music's amazing. Anyway, sorry. No, I'm sorry. Track <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway,
2: so I'm in DC like, so I, so I'm looking at these gay people. I'm like, I need a new plan because nothing's working. I didn't realize I was so plan oriented until you guys. Thanks. Oh, dude. <laughs>
1: it's okay. You're gonna marry somebody just like me that does has bad handwriting, <laughs> just lives by the seat of the It's like it's gonna drive you crazy. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Ooh, can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> you and my wife can talk about it. She can't stand it either.
2: Uh and uh, I, I went to Pride. Right. I, I don't, I don't know where I summed up this courage, but I was looking online and I found this group of members of, of my church that were going to march in the pride parade. And I was like, you're on candid camera. I was like, this is not real. There's no way this is real. Um, and I, I was looking into it and there were like two people that w- had like expressed interest on Facebook. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Nobody here knows me. You know, like it, it was the one chance that I could like I had no social pressure whatsoever. I'm this like tiny fish in a huge pond. Nobody knows who I am. And, and did you actually click going? No. Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> that would have been a big deal. So uh it was on Sunday, very right. conflicted about that. <laughs> I'm at church, I'm sitting there, I'm like looking at my phone, I'm like, Is time? Like I left. I left sacrament meeting to go to Pride. Wow and uh I don't know if people will think that sounds sinful, but I thought it was I was like I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm sinning, but I have to do this. Um, so I went
1: home. <laughs> like, who f- like I that funny like just it's so funny that seems like such a little, little minimal thing I, I'm sure in comparison to the other stuff you were dealing with, but right. that, it's a it's crazy how we'll feel guilty about such a small like one afternoon like you leave church a little early and you're feeling guilty about that well it turns out it
2: was the best decision i ever made
1: right um i went back to my
2: little dorm i was like i don't know what to wear to pride like what is pride i don't know i i hate gay people (laughs) so i just like put on some khaki shorts and like a nike t-shirt and i'm like My gosh, I'm going to pride. So I walk to Pride. I'm walking down and and I'm freaking out. There's cop cars, there's caution tape. I'm like, oh, it's so scary. Um I show up to this bakery where we're supposed to meet and I'm like pacing, about to throw up in the trash can outside. I've never told anybody I'm gay. Except for I, I I I I that's a lie. At this point my cousin and my sisters knew, but it wasn't I'm gay. It's like I'm struggling with feelings of same-sex attraction. You know, that's the way I labeled it because that's the way I was taught by church leaders to label it. And how
1: did your sisters handle that? My sisters
2: are incredible. The women in my life and the men too, but like I I trusted the women first because like I I figured it just is less, like girls can understand what it's like to be attracted to a guy. I think
1: that's with everything too. Right. They just get it. They just have more empathy. They're amazing. Yep. there's There's just more of a just easier to trust more of a softness. I don't know. Yeah.
2: They just listened. They they
1: told me they loved me. They said, um, I'll be what you need me to be.
2: Like you tell me what you need from me and and I'll I'll play whatever part you need. And they just listened. I just needed someone to listen. I had a lot of years of crazy, you know, that I just needed to unpack. Um, so they knew I was going, I told them and would talk to them and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I show You're up leaving church early. Is that what you said? No. <laughs> um, so I get there, there's this group, they have handmade signs. One of them said, you don't have to push a handcart to be a pioneer. And it's in rainbow oh, wow. letters. Yeah. And one of them said, um, God loves all his children, like quoting like the book of Mormon and stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, there's people that showed up for this again. I didn't realize that like East coast liberal, like I'm, I'm coming right. from Missouri and Utah, you know? And I was like, wow, there's like a lot of people here. I show up and this guy says, uh, like introduces himself he's like hey like what brings you here and i said i'm mormon which is a nickname that was kosher back then
1: <laughs> you really do follow the rules I, I try hard yeah. <laughs>
2: and uh i'm
1: like like
2: inside me is just like just to going crazy and then i said and i'm gay and i'd never said those words wow. before and i it, it's like this intergalactic like lost in space like there is no time there is no charlie like a couple seconds and he just laughed and said
1: me too (laughs) (laughs) and he's like you're having this like welcome experience (laughs) like this is 15 years of hell (laughs) finally coming out and and was like me too (laughs) yeah lol we're gay too and i was like
2: anyway so i i go like that should have been a bigger deal
1: like, totally. You're like, right. Uh, yeah.
2: Exactly. And I'd built it up to be huge. For sure. Such a fun day at Pride. Met For cool sure. people, carried the pioneer sign, marching around, walked past the White House. People had mixed feelings <laughs> as we walked past the White House. <laughs> but I was just like, wow, this is cool. Like um that night I'm sitting on the, the steps of the, the the Capitol next to the reflecting pool and I'm watching the sunset behind the Washington Monument. And it's beautiful and I am confused. Cause I'm like, these gay people were nice and they were good and they go to church and two of them were even married and they like still went to church. And I was like, they're not excommunicated. They are happy and normal. And like, we actually had a ton in common and I just didn't know what to do. I was like, I'm so confused. I'm sitting there and, uh, a thought plants in my head, um, I, I was thinking about like religion, obviously, and um, I thought about the scripture in James 1, 5, which is like the scripture of our church, right? right? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men, I'll add, and women liberally and upbraideth not. Um, 2020. <clears throat> here we right, go. We have to clarify. <laughs> um, and I realized in this moment that I had never asked God. Right. I, I'd asked God to change me. Wow. I'd, I'd begged and I'd pleaded and I'd just like supplicated and cried to be made straight. But I never asked for wisdom. You know, I never said, hey, God, like, this is who I am. This is how I feel. Is this something I should accept? Is this something I should honor? Like, you know me. So how should I move forward? And that thought was like so radical to me. I was like, can I even ask that? Because God hates gays. Like in my mind, I was like, God hates gay people. God hates me unless I'm straight. And that was like the undercurrent of my entire religious experience always. Right. God, God how hates you, you.
1: I mean, for, for those listeners that aren't of our faith, right? Like we call it a testimony, like our belief. Right. How, how do you, that's a hard thing. Cause I mean, general authorities have come out and said some pretty, like, I feel like they're getting better, but yeah. there's some very contradicting things there. And like, you feel like you're getting this, you're feeling like you're getting this wisdom, right? Like, yeah. Cause see, I love that story. I love, cause that's one of the coolest things about a relationship with God is he lets you like figure it out as much as he can. Right. Yeah. It's like, you're asking for the wrong thing. I'm listening, but, but how do you, how do you maintain such a strong belief and stay so active in the church when you listen to some general authorities at conference and I mean how do you do that it's complex Uh, i'm sure you know and and honestly
2: for most of my life a lot of it was like fear-based religious
1: performance right right um that's a really interesting term religious religious performance. performance wow
2: and and it wasn't all like that like i did have a testimony of some things right but like as as far as like I, I compartmentalize, right? And and because like my gay side was such so removed from my life and isolated from my my like day to day interactions with people, right. like it was very easy to compartmentalize that. And so like my testimony is super strong, but here I lie. Right? right? In in that one little box, God hates me and I'm the worst. So right? are you almost using what they're saying as as a way to ammunition against life. myself. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's oh. exactly what I did. Um, so I have this moment, I'm like, I need to pray about this. I ended up a couple of weeks later, I I just prepared and I I was like, I'm gonna be so like sanctified when I go into this prayer because I don't want any like
0: it's dark. Fascinating how much you plan. Even then Easy. it took you two weeks to like build this plan to how you were going to pray. Right. You know what I mean? Like everything is so thought out. It's so interesting. Yeah.
2: I show up at the temple. I'm sick. I'm like, I can't do this. Like the temple's going to burn. Like I'm, <laughs> I was like, I'm bringing, I'm bringing I've like that progressive before. evil into the temple. Um, and I, I, it is so funny. Cause like I walk in and I'm like the only one at the temple that day for some reason. Right. Oh, I wish that always happened. And uh, uh, it's always so too. crowded here. Well, but it was actually bad. Cause people are like, are you waiting on your wife? Like, Is she still and I'm like, really? I'm like, really? (laughs) I'm here to ask this and you're gonna ask that. And you know, they they have have you (laughs) seen him? And and like in the temple, like couples do certain things and they're like, Hey, would you like to do this? Like as soon as your wife gets here. Four people asked me and I was like
1: Interesting. Who
2: are these old people that think I have a wife? (laughs) Like (laughs) as I'm like trying to like pray about being gay, you know? Just and I was like, I don't belong here. Like I've I just gotta get out of here. And, like, the whole, like, temple ceremony, I'm just, like, freaking out, staring at the door, and, like, f- hyper-focusing on the architectural features that I like to try to keep me grounded. I'm like, this is pretty. I'm going to look at it. Um, I love
1: design. <laughs> <laughs> Hate your handwriting. <laughs> I know, but it's good for you. It's good for you to be around.
2: <laughs> um, so so I leave, and I'm just walking. I'm like, what, what the heck? heck <laughs> you no know, i'm like god what is this joke like why aren't you talking to me and i'm walking around i i'm walking on the staircase i'm looking at stained glass and something changed i don't know like the feeling changed the vibe changed i was alone i knelt down and i prayed and for the first time ever i said a real prayer i did not use any like vain repetitions you know i, d- I didn't like pretend I was like god this is who I am and I'm mad and I'm upset and this is what I've been going through and I'm like basically yelling at god in the temple and I'm crying and I'm angry and I'm upset and uh but I'm honest for the first time ever I'm honest and then I kind of like you know like chill out and I w- I just was like look 3 weeks ago I w- went to pride and I was sitting here I was really descriptive I was like this is what I felt and I'm going to ask this, like, should, do you accept me as I am? Should I accept myself as I am? Like, should I be gay? Right. And it's not a, you know, I was like, should I allow myself to, to explore or like whatever? I didn't really know what I was asking, but I was like, what, what do I do? And I had the most overwhelming, like transcendent, powerful feeling of I created you. Like God told me that I was created intentionally, right, and that I was loved. And this went totally against everything I'd ever believed of myself, which was that He hated me, I was defective, I was gross, I was wrong, I was broken, I was sinful, I was used up in a mistake, and it it, it pulled me, it, it just like turned me around, and was like, "You're looking at, at this corner," and. And I'm so sorry, you know, like I'm so sorry for this turmoil that you've been living with, but but, like you are my son, and you are divine, and I need you here
0: he'd been He'd been waiting for you to ask that question.
2: The answer was there. It yeah. came so easily, yeah, I just needed to grow into it. Mm-hmm. I needed to have the faith that I could be myself, really, you know, like i I had to open that conduit of authenticity for love to flow through me and that experience was a fulcrum because like it's a new it's a new set of values it's it's new information that i was able to shift off of and my focus went from i'm sick i'm wrong i need to change to there's something beautiful about me how can i improve the world around me with the way i was created
1: well a confidence because so funny how so many of our Like, you kind of said, like, I'm gross, I'm bad, I'm evil. I'm all, like, Mm -hmm. so much of that is, we know where that comes from. It's not him, right? But when you get to that point where you, there's not a a stronger or better feeling of, I guess, confidence and self-love, right? Than when you feel like he is proud of you and he's got your back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, that had to feel. Well, how important is for everyone no matter,
0: oh, no matter what's going on in your life to get to the point where you can ask that question, right? And, Isn't ha- it? and, and have that feeling that like, God accepts me, he loves me, I am his creation, I am how, I, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm not down a path I'm not supposed to go down, I'm not who I'm not supposed to be, but I am exactly where I'm supposed to be doing exactly
1: what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, and it's sad almost that we need to suffer so much to be reminded of that very rarely do you feel that way when you're up. Yeah. You know, and it's anybody that complains about trials or hard things. You know, when you get past them you realize how necessary they were. Right. And so, and but that is such a hard thing to maintain, but I mean that's what an incredible not only the prayer itself and the communication itself and how you felt, but where you were. Yeah you know yeah.
2: and and i and i think god knew i needed that i needed to feel like i was 100% worthy and sanctified and pure and in a place that i trusted as the, the most
1: worthy sanctified, as the most and worthy sanctified place and i was to us, right and
2: and so like i don't even question that answer ever mm-hmm. you know and i'm really grateful for that moving forward my life was so much less daunting cuz not
1: are you at this time
2: sorry 23 okay. probably 23 yeah it was 2017 wow. um And then going forward, I'm like, God's got my back. Like I, he trusts me. I'm going to make decisions. I'm going to figure things out. And I'm just going to check in and say, hey, am I in a good spot? And like, wow. And all of this, like all of these uh, skills I had gained of being introspective and like, you know, I, I could put those into something productive, right? With this new idea of like, what do you want me to do with who I am? Like, how can me? change the world come back to BYU I'm a new man like I'm a new
1: <laughs> we got man <laughs> what, a great, what a great clip it's like oh my gosh amazing
2: and I'm looking and I'm watching and I'm like
1: I could be a Cougarette. I was Dang. like
2: I'm looking at these girls like I can do that you know granted like I can't they're amazing like I'm not as sure. good as the cougarettes I can't like pick up choreography
1: like they can in choreograph but I was like I could do that they're our best team they're good they are i they're think really good i mean maybe they probably won men's most volleyball divorced, and women's volleyball but uh, they are they're amazing like they are dominant i'd
2: wanted to dance with them for years every time i sit on the sidelines and i'm just watching them like with like almost like to the point of obsession i'm like i want to be them wow. right but it's it's gay it's gay <laughs> to want to be on an all-girl dance team right and guys don't guys
1: aren't cougarettes I think just you know? in Provo now, right? I, th- I, I you're seeing it everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's there are very few dance squads now, like in the NFL and everything. That there aren't a couple guys.
2: Right, we're getting there.
1: Right, yeah. And so,
2: so I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try out to be a cougarette and dance as Cosmo, and I did. And like, I didn't. Pretend, you know what I mean. I was like, I got hips. I'm gonna use the hips. Let's get some choreography. There's real. <laughs> got you, Shakira. Shakira's coming back. I, I want to be worming around
1: this field. You know. <laughs> Wait. So is that? I think that's a cool story. So you were were you already Cosmo? I was already Cosmo. So it was your idea to put Cosmo together with the Cougarettes. Yes. And so how did that come about? Like, what did you call them? Did? Because you... <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know how many Cosmos there are. Are we not allowed to talk about that? I can't share all my secrets. Well, (laughs) I don't know if that's a thing. I think most people know, because, I mean, you're taller than most of them. Yeah. Right? I'm not as strong. like some. (laughs) Well, it's (laughs) not that you're not as strong. You're (laughs) longer-lived. Well, well, like like sometimes,
2: like one of... Cosmo set the world record for like the the longest uh like flagpole. Yeah. And so sometimes we're like, Yeah, do a flagpole, and I'm like (laughs) I can hold it for like a half second. Like I literally just fell out of my chair here. You know, like I'm not (laughs) I'm I'm a good dancer,
0: but like
1: Well, everybody has to have the common sense to know. Like there are different strengths with each cosmo, right? And there's different height. I guess I don't but they don't listen to the podcast. I don't
0: think a lot of people do
1: know that. Really? How people I mean one's six foot three, and the other one's five ten or five eight there's a difference, and one dance is really good anyway, the other one can't I snap, snap his fingers to the beat <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: and you know golf. who you are one of them can't golf very well, I can tell you that
1: I let him use my driver yesterday, but so yeah, yeah, it was my idea i just i I just learned the choreography,
2: so did you go to the because, co- and then I went to the Cosmo Cougar, right? has Coach. A director, yeah, right? but I yeah, did I, I that. Yeah, I just back to the I just kind of did what I wanted to do. Well,
1: that's all right. <laughs> I was that's like, awesome. I'm, I'm
2: gonna get what I want. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just went to the Cougar practice and I was like, Hey, I, I know the choreography and I want to dance with you at homecoming. And and did they know you were Cosmo? or Did you tell them? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Were, okay. yeah uh, like usually, Cougars and Cheer No, Just like you're in locker rooms and you're changing. You gotta right. go into a closet sometimes and rip that head off so you don't
0: oh, pass out. You so know. How so here's what's really interesting. Is I thought about this too. Is like how much preparation had to go into you hiding you being Cosmo right because you had to go to like great lengths yeah. to come up with stories and you know hide
1: that you were Cosmo it really sucks that you can't tell people you're Cosmo yeah especially when you do what you did now imagine that feeling though and also being gay i was going to say technically you were really good at that you already see
2: how the article was good oh right? my god <laughs>
0: right i mean and, i mean it's you had well i was skills. like
1: whoa yeah it's i mean we're hiding a lot yes in a football uniform yeah which it's like the most masculine uniform right like tackle football uniform yeah but then you go out and do the role like oh my gosh that was amazing but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of it's crazy when when you look at it it's crazy it's i'm
2: blessed (laughs) i'm really blessed um well you earned it thanks so i dance it go, it went viral in like four hours. So, it was the very first one the roll the rolly
1: dance? It wasn't, but that was the one. But that was the first where, one that really blew it that up. That was the first time that I was like real. You know I was what I mean? At that game. And I was down on the other side of the field. That's, I do a lot with the football team. Yeah. And it's funny, like, usually during halftime, like, I just, there's not really a whole lot Chill. going on, but you just heard the stands. Like, <sighs> it was like the game was going on. Oh, it and was. And I was like, what so the freak loud. is going on? Because I was at the opposite end zone. Uh huh. And yeah, I walked over and I couldn't, I started looking at the screen, the jumbotron and, well, usually crap. I can't
2: hear anything. Cause like th- this head is like padded and there's fur, like it's, right. it's very muted. You can't see. And so I, I really didn't know what ex- to expect. I was also kind of nervous because I, I like literally you can't see. And I was like, I really hope I'm dancing in the right spot or this is going to look so stupid. <laughs> and I was wow. like, these girls better like adjust to where I'm at. I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, ladies, let get in formation. <laughs> um, uh yeah it worked it it was so loud I was like
1: how much practice does that take uh I I practiced for a couple days before I did it like the core, like the the choreography I mean like that program like how long had you guys did you practice together
2: yeah yeah I went in twice to their practices
1: oh my serious twice (laughs) because see like you're talking about (laughs) being scared about being out of position and stuff like you almost do have to be able to do that there's
2: not a mirror yeah you have to do it
0: blind like
1: so, that's like, crazy. And you did it two practices uh-huh. with like no wow.
0: dance. I mean, a professional trained dancer.
1: See, I just figured because of the, like not being able twice. to see and have peripheral vision, like it was just so like you had, you probably did so much repetition that it was just down. It's not on me though. Like these
2: girls know exactly. What, so mean, like it, they can right. see everything and, yeah, and no, they, they're good, like,
1: very sure. good at like adjusting p-
2: formations to me. And I just, I, I just like told us where to dance so I could see a little spot. You know, like the little markers on the field. And, like, if I start there, like, hopefully. And, like, I, I'm i bigger than them. So, like, we did some, like, runs and stuff. And so, they just had to, like, run
0: farther. It's so crazy to me <laughs> that you weren't,
1: like, doing gymnastics Kay. and dancing in high school. So, I
0: heard a video that you talked about the number of views. And it blew my mind. I'm sure it's wrong now. But I want to ask you, Cam, how many views do you think, like, aggregate
1: that video got across, like, all platforms? Just got to be a billion it's got to be or half a million or hi, or i mean half a billion or so, higher so what's your guess let's do 750 okay 750 million
0: what's the number
2: i lost it i lost counting at 1.2 billion.
0: One are that's real. with B. b 1.2 i know i'm glad you're like and views, I, that did is, you hate
1: that people didn't know it was you oh
0: my gosh that's
1: insane! i, loved I would it. want it, that it was i feel like it was me
2: are you kidding me i go to school the next week and everyone's like have you seen this and i'm like <laughs> oh no my gosh
1: that's unreal that would be I haven't so
2: hard not to be like oh my gosh yeah i saw it <laughs> yeah yeah hey thanks for bringing that up that's really <laughs> nice because on on youtube it has like seven or eight million but most of them uh, most of the views are on instagram and facebook right and
1: but people, people are like it has seven million
2: who did like, that people like,
1: i i went nuts with like, the b everywhere a b yeah wow your boy should have been getting job. paid. <laughs> should have gotten paid. It's <laughs> you know, crazy. Somebody made money off of that video. Do You think a billion? A billion clicks? Like let's talk about the NCA again. I was gonna say, anybody complaining about the NCA not paying some athletes? You know, shut up. Jeez, that's crazy.
0: One point two billion.
1: That's so many views. That's I so know. rad. It was fun. Well, and there was a lot after that. I mean, maybe not quite as big as yeah, Roley, I but there were stuff, quite yeah. a few other viral videos, and then. You got invited to. It was the is it the ESPYS? Yeah, uh, the College Football Awards. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Oh, isn't that funny? It was BYU's worst season ever, and <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and I got us five minutes of free airtime on oh. the College Football Awards.
1: I was like, "Oh well, this is so funny." <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're like BYU, and everyone's like, "Huh?"
1: Kept this relevant. Not only were we independent and bad, but we had the best mascot.
0: It's so awesome, but. I want to find out like what is the process to become Cosmo? I mean, cause you, I actually thought you would have been like a professionally trained like dancer based off of what I've seen. Yeah, so, like, most of them. What are, does that look like? I, I showed up and I was like, Oh gosh, I am
2: not like, I'm out of my league here. Cause like a lot of the guys that try out are like former gymnasts, like all American, like decorated people. Cause BYU doesn't have men's gymnastics. And so like, people who gravitate towards that just kind of end up there. Yeah. Um, accident. So I ended up at Cosmo Trout's kind of accidentally, you know,
1: and you said you didn't make it the first year.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I tried out before my mission. I saw like a flyer in, in the, like the student center and I was like, it's like, can you dance? Do you do flips? And I'm like, (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, hell, yes, I do. Yeah, right. It's it's like it's like a romantic comedy movie, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's me. So I went to tryouts and I I didn't make it, but I like, I just didn't leave. Right. I just didn't leave. I was like, I'm. I know when you guys practice, so like here I am again. Teach oh, me how wow. to do a backflip. Um, and then uh came back after my mission, tried out again. Actually, I. Um and I talked about this in the book too. I I was still embarrassed I didn't cuz Cosmo's like super masculine, right? Right. Cosmo's like this he's a beast, you know, like li- quite literally he's a beast. Right. Like an apex predator, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was I was really nervous that I was going to be too like flowery in tryouts. Um and so I I perform pretty well. Okay. So back up. I'm getting, there's this spot I like this. I'm talking away too much. We love but like, it. Like it starts out with like grueling physical test. You, you like run sprints and they like see how many pushups you can do, how many pull-ups you can do, bar hangs, how long you can hold a handstand, like all right in a row. And uh, I'm doing pretty well. Like I'm an athletic guy. I'm like middle top, you know, I'm like, okay, like I did 17 pull-ups. I feel pretty good about that. Right. It's not the best. Like, Superman over there did forty, but like, (laughs) but his arms were (laughs) two feet long. But like, weasel over there a little easier. So,
1: (laughs) weasel over there did
2: three, (laughs) and uh, I'm like, I just got to get to the dance, you know? I've got to get to the dance section.
0: Are they cutting people along the way that don't pass those? No, they're just they're just like
2: calculating scores basically. So we go in, and then um, one of the like skills based assessments was throwing a ball. So they gave us a baseball, and we had to throw it at like a block on the wall. Everyone goes up they throw the ball, they leave because Cosmo throws like t It's yeah, sure. like a bunch all the stuff. time. And I'm, I'm, I've always been self-conscious of how I throw a ball because I throw like a girl. Like I just do. Like I, I, I've been working with my brother lately <laughs> to like teach me how to throw a football and look like I'm not the worst, <laughs> but like it's, it's pretty bad. Right. <clears throat> and so I'm throwing this ball and the coach is like, do it again. And I was like, okay, I'm the only one who had to go twice, and I have to do it again. And I'm hitting the target every time. Like, I have good aim, but, like, I throw, like, a girl, right? And I got so scared, because I just imagine this guy looks gay, throws like a girl, right? (laughs) Like, he can't be Cosmo. He's, you know... And the next one was dance. And I was so nervous about looking too girly. Cause like, hello, it's Shakira. Here I am. And I was like, this ain't going to fly in this environment. And so I just kind of like, like show that I have rhythm. I'm like, I know how to move. And
1: then I went and sat down and uh, yeah, there was nothing to set me apart. Right. Isn't it funny that you're worried about the masculine side, but being a mascot is basically being a cheerleader. Or a gymnast, right? Right. And so it is. It is funny that I'd say usually, but at BYU, it's. But but it, yeah, I get it. Cos- Cosmo's like hot. You know what I mean? For sure. Like Cosmo's <laughs> like a cool. Cosmo's a big deal. Yeah. Right. Um.
2: Yeah. So like a- again, I just didn't leave. I didn't make it, but I I performed well enough and like was social enough that I just kept showing up, and I kind of became the coach's assistant. I would just like wash the suit and move the trailer and i know how to drive a trailer i grew up in missouri
1: right and
2: i think these utah boys can't drive a trailer oh yeah
1: um a bumper pull bumper <laughs> pull there you go andrew andrew learned some things a couple weeks ago
2: so yeah i just i just never left and and then was like kind of i would get to go like deliver pizza at the wilk in the suit and then um, be on the field for the games like carry water for cosmo and stuff um and then until i danced and then everyone was like where did that come from? And but I so was is like
1: dancing, not a part of the trial.
2: It is remember, but I just, I faked it that I was uh, cause I didn't, I didn't want to like
1: move my body. Oh my God. Cause I don't I remember you like saying that a girl. So You were still hiding it that like he, so hit your strongest leg. talent. Yeah. Because I was like, so yeah. worried about looking girly from oh the throw my gosh, that's that funny. I was like,
2: I cannot look girly when I dance. And so I'm I'm not I gonna,
1: would love to see your I'm not going to like go dip, out there dip, and look like a dude like Manly or <laughs> like
2: So I'm like, like yeah. I could belly dance and twerk or I could just fist pump. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. I'm going somewhere with this to answer your original question <laughs> which was how to be where you respond. <laughs> right, right. We're getting there. Um so I'm I'm like I'm feeling good, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm the biggest man on campus. Nobody knows who I am. It's hilarious. A couple weeks later, I'm, I'm, uh, I am I'm did a game. It was a long game. Uh, the team barely lost. It was a tough loss. Um, I'm in the locker room. Um, I just showered. I'm packing the suit. And I heard um, some of the team across um, a couple rows down in the lockers. And I was like, I'm going to break protocol and go be like, y'all killed it tonight. Like, It was, it was tough loss, so close. And then I hear someone just, just be like, that was so gay. And they slam a locker. And I was like, wow, like you're okay, dude. Like remind yourself, like, they don't know you're here. They don't know you're gay. Like you're safe. And, and I was used to hearing like not the most constructive things on campus from students and sometimes professors about the LGBTQ community um and usually it would just push me into hiding right but now i've just had this incredible transformative experience in dc and like i'm that guy like i'm cosmo like i'm confident now you know sure um and i was like okay like maybe don't go over there just they're mad and then they started talking about um like for the like with the risk of being too controversial remember when byu was trying to get into the was it the the big 12 yep um but because of like lgbtq policies there was a ton of of issues and we didn't get in right um and i'm sure that's not the only reason but that's the reason that was like shown in the media so they started talking about that and how um, they were just like really upset that these stupid faggot lovers are the reason that we're not in a better conference and like gay people like I wish there was a way they would all just die off these these stupid homos and they're wow. they're just they're you're just you're hearing the players talk about I'm here yeah the, these people that I was just like cheering for right yeah. um, and I'm just sitting there and it was so interesting because usually I would just like crumble you know but I was like no i was like hell no i'm not gonna listen to this this is not my university i'm not about to be the face of this this brand
1: and and in a football uniform i mean you're a part of it yeah well it wasn't the football team i will oh it wasn't yeah i'm not gonna say
2: what team it was because i don't want to like people on blast but
1: but i was like this can't happen is not that funny that i just assumed it was football team (laughs) i didn't (laughs) do i totally did yeah I mean, I didn't really assume it just because I think they're like that. It's just, I don't know. I'm like one of those BYU fans like, it's football or nothing. (laughs) It's all football. Anyways. I was upset, and I was like, you know what?
2: I'm okay now. Like, I really am. But I remember me two years ago that would have gone home and stayed up all night and freaked out and had a panic attack in his bed and been scared when he went to school the next day. And I was like, uh, something's got to give, you know? Something's got to change. And so um, I made a... I made an appointment to talk with the athletic director the next day, and I went in and uh, she didn't know who I was, you know, because I'm always masked. And I, I explained. She was like, "Oh my gosh, like you're oh, this that's guy." That's really
1: funny. Even the athletic director didn't know yeah. who you were. Well, yeah. that it would. Are you talking like his assistant? The athletic there's yeah, a guy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It wasn't Tom. It was. Oh, it it yeah, was. It was Liz. So like a, yeah, yeah. She, I don't know what. Yeah, associate athletic director. I don't know. There's, what, there's technically exact three title of them, is Yeah.
2: She was the one with an open office hour. Right. So I was just like, sure um and probably like girls are easier to talk to about this right so i go in i talk and i was like um she's like so what's up like what brings you here and, and so i told her i was like look i do everything i can to represent this university positively but I, I i'm not seeing that you know like there aren't resources for gay people on campus i heard this conversation in the locker room last week my professor said this like like it is not like this us versus them there are gay students at byu A lot of us, most of us closeted, and this is not a sustainable environment. For sure.
1: And whether there's gay students or not, right? Like, that's not how we should be behaving, ever. And uh, Well, it's the whole idea between, like,
0: not being racist and being anti-racist. Exactly right. It's the same Mm -hmm. kind of idea, right? Like, not just... Yeah, there's parallels for sure. Like, not just not saying derogatory things, but standing up when you do hear it and say no i'm not okay with that right
2: and uh and and this was the first time i'd really done that yeah. you know like huh this isn't gonna fly like not on my watch
1: so did anybody know in the like administration or or you know the cougar rats like did they know you were gay that i was gay um one cougar did um so you going in and talking to that was me Liz, coming out that was you coming out also
2: yeah uh-huh
1: oh, wow yeah it was scary interesting uh, at, at this point
2: um Two sisters, my brother, my cousin, and two friends. So seven wow. people knew I was gay. Um, and like my therapist or whatever. Um, so so I came out to her and uh, turns out she had been assigned the year before after all of that um, right. like conference stuff to, to be on like uh, to create a working group to address this issue on campus and work with NCAA Common Ground. Had no idea.
1: Right.
2: But uh, she was like, thank you like where have you been like i've been looking for a gay athlete but no one's out and i was like i know why you know she she's amazing. amazing that woman she's incredible and so she assigned me and she's like will you help us like like we need a voice that to like represent athletics so she she got me involved in this working group and i was working with other students on campus so my whole senior year i was working with like top administration and other students and uh really, really a beautiful like training experience almost. Cause I had to learn how to, how to handle this, this subject in a like religiously palatable way. Right. I had to right. learn how to walk this line, which is, which is tough. And there's a lot of emotion, well, but and- you're
1: perfect for it too, because you know, you still have that strong, but you're still an active member of the church. You still, so it's almost like, you know how to bridge those. It's kind of like you being a middle kid again. Yeah. You know, oh, you thanks. know how to bridge the two, you know, worlds, right. Yeah, and, cool. and communicate in both of those languages. And so it's perfect. Yeah. So,
2: uh, really, really cool senior year. I was still very like behind the scenes flying under the radar, but, uh, we planned a, um, like a question and answer panel on campus and a ton that. of people showed up for it. You know, like we made some pretty big moves. Um, and I, and I met people. So but you're still Cosmo so you still can't tell people that you're Cosmo. Yeah. I, w- I was I used dunk team as my cover up because I was
1: also on the trampoline
2: acrobatic right. team. Yeah. So uh yeah, like really cool senior year
1: just I, I loved it. I had a that great time. That sucks that you couldn't say you were Cosmo. <laughs> Cuz see, I think that would have added something to it. Well, because I, then there would have been that like there's always that certain level of do I trust this person? No, respect. Yeah. For like an elite athlete. Obviously, that you're an elite athlete, right? Yeah. And people love Cosmo. I think that would have added to the conversation, but well, but I get it. Well it did, you know, because I graduated, I was happy, you know, I was like, I,
2: I love my BYU experience. It was it was unmatchable. You know what I mean? Like like who gets to Well, to, where to, else
1: could you make that big of a difference?
0: Yeah.
2: You know nowhere. And and like who got to be m- me? You know what I mean? And like fly to ESPN and like no do getting a
0: billion views. Like, oh. It was
2: cool, you know. And uh, I graduated, I was like, I loved my secret of Cosmo. It was so fun when I'd hear people like <laughs> ruminating, trying to figure out who I was. Um,
1: I just, I just love to listen. Well, to that. hear all the night, it's kind of like be going to your own funeral almost. Like you get to hear all the nice things that people say about you. Right. right? Um, Except in the locker room, of course, that one time that was the opposite. So of when that, you graduate, still.
0: do you have to stop being Cosmo?
1: Is, uh-huh. that, is that the yeah, rule? Yeah. You have to be a student?
2: Yeah, I actually ended up moving to Manhattan. I took a job in New York and um it, it partially probably just cuz i wanted a completely different culture you yeah, know what i mean sure. i was like trying to like overcorrect
0: cuz provost still hard oh yeah um well and you just experienced that on the east coast right so you right, wanted and so to I'm get like back I I to that go back, like mecca you know yeah so so i go back and i was like
2: i'm i was like you know what i never need to come out publicly at this point like all my close friends and family knew i was out in my my congregation at church there um like talked to my bishop he was super supportive he's like yeah do whatever you want mm, like we're happy cool. to have you Um, did it ever make you wish that you had said something earlier? I wasn't ready. Yeah. Yeah. It may be, but a lot of it was just me needing to be comfortable, you know? And I was like, I got these two super cool secrets and I'm vibing, you know? So I just lived my life. I traveled a lot, worked, had fun. Uh, just some,
0: just was being an adult, you know, when you're in New York, like, were you were you openly gay when you met new people when yeah. you were in new york uh-huh. okay so
2: freeing yeah it was so freeing like i didn't have to pretend like at church i, I bleached my hair actually because because <laughs> i was like how can i like show people that i'm gay and like it's not like everyone who is gay has bleached hair right. or everyone who has bleached hair is gay but i was like that's something i've always been embarrassed to do so i'm just gonna like let's make my hair white i'm gonna be looking like jack frost and <laughs> and i did it you know and i was just like whatever you know i just had fun and uh it it was nice i i needed that um but in the back of my mind i could not forget this experience i had as cosmo when it's the prologue in my book i was playing with this little this kid playing football back and forth at the concession stand and the night before or uh, i tell it much better in the book (laughs) 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 uh I the the family's like he loves you like you're such a good role model thanks for being an example for my son and it was cute like I signed his football whatever go back down to the field and I I was like very aware of the fact that the night before I had had a panic attack because I was gay right this this was before all of this um, BYU stuff had happened but I was it it was like in, in the interim between the Cosmo dance and me coming out to the athletics right and I had this thought like if, if this family knew that I was gay, would they let their son look up to me? Like, would they let me play football with their son? If they knew that, that I was the faggot, you know what I mean? That, that I am gay. And so much of my, like I, the same people that loved me and were sharing my video and giving me all this positive feedback were the same ones that were saying hurtful things on social media or like supporting policies that, that were really painful to me. And Were the reason I had to wear a mask and pretend I was straight, you know, and that, that no,
1: even being stressed about the way you throw, I mean, that's, there's a lot of, there's a lot more to that than you think, like, cause that just every little thing, like you have to be worried about. Yeah. Like that is just, that's heavy, man. It weighed on me that juxtaposition. I was
2: like, when I wear this mask, they love me, but because they don't love me, I have to wear this mask and pretend that I'm not gay. And uh and you know, I just kept watching people. I watched my friends just struggling, you know? Like like gay people in in my culture in this like religious culture, we need visible love. We need support because we are coming with with 20 years of of just damage, you know, and rejection. And man, it's, it's hard. And I just, I'm going to cry now. It's embarrassing. Right. But I, I was just thinking about myself at 14, wishing I were dead, you know? And I would think about myself at 22 when when my life, when I'm just running and I'm alone. And I was like, where are the leaders? Where are the examples? Where are people who are healthy? And and I, I look at a lot of people who have like, like I care about my church and I care about this community. And and, and gay people leave it, which I get, I get it, you know? Um, and I've wanted to, and and I felt that. And and like I was saying, this cycle that just keeps happening, people leave the church and church members are like, oh, well, it's because they're evil. And then the gay people are like, I need to numb myself of this pain. So I'm going to, I'm going to like getting into drugs and like unsafe sex. And like like, there's like little like like pure and and i'm 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 only talking about mostly like gay males because that that was my experience but like i mean this happens at various levels among the whole lgbtq community Um, but i was seeing these gay guys that were just like their priest quorum president and and like they don't know anything about like i don't know like i don't they just get into dangerous things like the naive, the naivety. And then they get taken advantage of by, by predators like online because they're, they're trying to find someone that accepts them. And, and I'm just seeing all of these problems, like suicide over here, like spiritual, like obliteration over here. And I was like, where, what is happening? You know? And I just kept thinking about that Cosmo thing. Like this community hated me. So I had to wear a mask and, uh, I was talking to my sister about it one day and she was, she was crying and I was crying. We were just both wrecks. Cause it's just, it was, it was so hard. Cause, cause I would lived through everything that I, I felt these feelings and I've seen it and I know what it does, but I had a support system. Like I had a sister who said, I love you. I will be anything. And I had a dad who, when I came out to him thought I was joking at first, but then realized I wasn't and was like, I don't know my son. And I need to know you, you know, like my family was open conversations and I had an athletic director who put me on it. You know, like I was like, I don't know what happened in my life to give me all of these like affirming experiences. But I do know that my friend over there was asked not to come home for Christmas because he has a boyfriend for sure. And I do know that this other person, you know, and I was like, this isn't, this can't work. You know, it was just weighing so heavily on me. And my sister said, do you have any platforms you could leverage to give yourself a voice? And we both just kind of looked at each other, and I was like, "I can't." Well, I was like, "I can't make Cosmo a gay icon." Like he's, con- <laughs> I was like, I can- "Like who? Like who? Where do I get off? Like, like who am I thinking that I can turn BYU's mascot into like a figure for gay advocacy?" And I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, there's no way." And then just for the next couple months I'm watching and I was like, someone will come up, you know, someone's going to crawl out of the woodworks, nothing. And I was like, all right, God, what do you want me to do? And he was like, why do you think you got so popular as Cosmo? Like this wasn't an accident. And I was like,
1: Oh no. <laughs> well, even going back to the temple story, right? Like it's so blatantly obvious hearing that story that there's something for you to do. Yeah. And, you know? and I felt that. And, um,
2: I, I felt like a duty, you know, like, a, and, and it was, I wanted to do it, but it also felt like a duty. And, um, I was like, well, I spent the last three years making Cosmo, like the coolest guy. And now I'm going to make him gay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's see what happens. And, uh, I, I'm just blessed. Really. I, I called my coach. I called each one of my teammates. I called athletics. I talked to, um, the, everyone at BYU and I was like hey here's what I want to do I don't want to do anything that will cause like damage to the BYU's reputation or and I was like
1: I, I don't want to be controversial but you I know, but it, I want to be honest. It's such a mature way I feel like nowadays everything's so divisive right it's like screw them I'm writing this article and right. and the, the fact that you reached out to them beforehand and that you really did want to make sure that both sides understood what you were doing and you wanted everybody to be on board, like that's something we're losing. I think as a society, yeah, just in all. Fa- I mean, look at politics. Like, look at masks right now, right? it So most people, like, when they have an opinion or a belief, it's it's like a me against them attitude, right? And I think that's such a mas- just mature stance, especially after some of the things you've heard and experienced, you know, well, negative I mean, things that you heard and experienced.
0: Well, let's be honest. It's I mean, those topics: being gay and being Christian, and you know, LDS. They do not mix. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. th- that is very controversial in the sense that like things have been said and what ha- what has happened. And so the fact that you went about it
1: the way that you did, you know, just respecting everybody's yeah. beliefs and stances and just, I mean, that's a very connecting thing. Like it's such a, it's really the way we all should be doing things. Cause, cause you didn't show up apologizing for who you are apologizing.
0: You're like, look, I'm doing this. This is what's happening how can we do this together to make it the best for both sides?
1: Exactly.
2: Right. I, I wanted to build, right. you know, I've seen so much destruction and I'm I'm sick of it. I, I, I hope that in my life, what I'm creating and, and adding is always positive, you know? And so that, that was kind of the mindset I went into. And, uh, I had already gained like previous trust from them from working together. And, and they were like, you know what? Yeah. Like, 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 thanks for being a positive voice. And, uh, Cosmo's gay (laughs) (laughs) you
1: have the greatest laugh oh my gosh (laughs) well he's a damn good dancer so who cares like that I I mean really it's it is very interesting how it kind of all the puzzle pieces just kind of all fit together and you know I wonder how many people know I didn't know of course everybody knew in the Article came out right. I mean, everybody was talking about it, but it's so cool to get the context that yeah. you did include the university in that. Because I feel like when I, when I talk about divisive, it's it's almost like you just you shut down half your audience if you just try to drop a bomb and and start making other people feel guilty for the way well, that they are. Like right? Tear someone down. Like to we've build been talking a out. lot of this about this with Black Lives Matter, like with our episode with Tim and Yahosh Yeah, it's it's you said I needed somebody to actively be there for me. Like I needed somebody I I needed to visibly see physically feel somebody like looking out for me and caring for me. And all I'm hearing in real life are these negative things. Right. Right. And it's so important for us to remember that. But the way that you did that article, there's nothing in there that would make an LDS person that maybe still struggles with understanding, you know, a gay member, it doesn't put their Dukes up and make them just not look at it. Right. Right. It, it's not. And that is so important because it's like this, The ma- I keep bringing the mask thing up, right? If you mandate a mask, half of the state's going to be like, you can't tell me what to do. Right. And they just shut down. So there, there's obviously a better way that we have to do it. And I think that you did that, that better way.
2: Thanks. And uh, I'm I'm glad I, I was prayerful. I really was. I was like, I want to do this the best. I I, I would love to be the example I never had. And uh, I'm not trying to be a poster child. I never want anyone to look at me and say, Hey, you should be like him and you should do what he does. Cause that's not come right. on. Like we, we're not comparing ourselves. Like everyone should like work within themselves to get their own personal guidance. But I was like, we need a point of reference and, and we need someone that this community can look up to and like trust
0: but also listen to, you know, like. I think it's so awesome that your book is being published by Deseret Book. It's crazy. Like the church, you know what I mean? Like. It's the amazing. Church's store. You know? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And like, so I went in there today to buy the book and I was like, hey, I'm looking for Charlie's book. It's like, oh, it's not out yet. But like, there's this whole back wall. And you can watch our video. Like they're all about it. And it's like, that's so awesome because that so wouldn't have happened a couple of years ago. I don't right. think. No way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, what you are doing, you don't want it. Just like Charles Barkley's like, I ain't no role model. Right. You know? Like, you are, though. You know? And it, it's it's a heavy weight. And I don't think you need to do anything differently. But know that there, you are going to be that for at least
1: one person. Right? Yeah. Well, and you've already done things that are a lot harder than that. I well, mean, I 10 mean, years of living with all of that, you know, it, it's like... I can't, I mean, the strength that you've already, like you can handle it. I mean, it's the perfect person Thanks. to, I mean, cause that, again, that's a very, very heavy load to, to ask or to carry, but if anybody can handle it, you know, well, I mean, it's cool cause you're doing, he takes compliments really well. You can, <laughs> you can see like, I love it. Like you're such a humble dude, like. Yeah, it's almost like you feel funny when we when people you're not doing
0: anything but for fame and attention. But that's but that's, that's
1: not. an authentic it, 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 thing. You I love bring it. up
2: a good point because people are like, gay people just want attention. They come out for attention. I'm like, no, we come out so you stop trying to set us up with your niece.
1: <laughs> you, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> like, my goodness, I don't want to date your granddaughter. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this isn't for attention. <laughs> 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 oh, <God. laughs> but uh, I, I'm aware though I'm hyper aware that people are like you just wanted attention and now I'm like on the news you know and they're like oh Charlie came out and now he just wants to be on the news I'm like I do want to be on the news because like I want you to listen and, and I want to create a space where other people's voices can be heard like you're willing to listen to me because your son has a poster of me in his room you know what I mean like I, I was Cosmo I've I've like affected these people in a way that hits close to like their religion and their home and their fandom Um, and so they'll listen to me and, and I'm, I'm aware of that. And I'm like, I know why they're listening to me and I'm grateful, but Hey, go listen to that girl. Yeah. And go listen to this kid over here. And, and there's a transgender person in your ward and you need to ask them about their experience. It's so different from mine. And and so let's both go
1: ask them, you know? And, uh, yeah, you're showing empathy to their side and that's important too, because it is, it is hard for some people because, I mean, for all you know, they were raised in a small town just like you. Exactly. with very conservative values. Oh, I and get it's the mindset. ingrained in their head. Yeah. And it's so important to remember that somebody may not have anything against gay people. They just don't know how to be around them, or they don't know how to accept them, or they've never had an opportunity to spend time around somebody, you know, around a gay person. Yeah. And so it's important to empathize with them, because that's another thing to kind of like bind us all together, right? There's no sides. It's just we're all human beings. and but unfortunately, the way things are now, you don't see that a lot. And so I think it's really important. So something that keeps coming and I don't know why, maybe
0: it's recent podcast or just the environment we're in, but like, there's so many parallels, like the racism thing here. For sure. And have you heard, uh, I think it's Emmanuel Acho, is that how you pronounce his name? He's doing conversations with the black un- yeah, uncomfortable yeah, yeah. conversations uh-huh. with the black man. Oh, oh op- that, is it the apple? Oprah just picked it up and they're gonna make a book out of it now. Great. But oh. like it's so cool because to your point, they're like he can talk about this because he's been at, he's he's kind of created that platform for himself. Yeah. You know, to where he feels like he can affect that change. Same thing you're doing. I mean, so you're also doing a podcast now. Yeah. So what is your podcast huh. that you do? So listeners, listen.
2: Yeah, I do a <laughs> podcast called Thank you. It's <laughs> called Questions from the Closet. And essentially we wanted people to who have questions or who are uncomfortable to to be able to have like a safe space where they can just listen and feel like they're a part of a conversation like this. And, uh, we take, um, question submissions and we had a list of questions that we just get asked as gay. I do it with my friend. His name is Ben Shalati. He is an openly gay administrator at BYU. And, uh, like as gay Latter-day Saints, we get a lot of weird questions and it's a lot of things are taboo, you know, what and, types
0: of questions are you guys getting? Um,
2: my favorite one in, in, in our church, we have this thing called a patriarchal blessing. That's kind of like a guide for your life, but a lot of gay individuals, patriarchal blessings talk about getting married in the temple to a partner of the opposite sex. And that causes friction for people, you yeah. know? And like, and, and that caused friction for me too. You know, I was like, well, my patriarchal blessing says this. And like, so if I'm gay, does that mean I'm living a ba- an, like an evil life, you know? So like, let's talk about that. You know, let's listen, like, how should I come out? Am I gay? Um, how, how, do I teach my kids about LGBTQ? You know? So we just try to take things that are, um, conversations that most people don't get to have
0: and just kind of bring it to the table. Yeah. I mean, without, I want them to go listen to the podcast because there's, you're going to get more info, but how would you advise a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, a friend, who doesn't know how to respond or to act if, you know, they have a member, a fan a family or a friend who's come out as gay. Like, I mean, what advice would you have? I mean, you talk about a lot about you were trying to be what you didn't have when you were 14, when you were eighteen, when you were twenty two, right? Yeah. So like what what could they do? What can we do to help? Yeah, I think a lot of times someone's first
2: reaction, like like maybe like their gut reaction would be to like make it about them or or like be shocked. Right. Um, it, it, it's like you, we want to help people. We want to fix people. Right. So, so if I'm coming to you with this problem, this, this thing that's been hurting me or that I need to say, like, you might want to be like, well, well, a like, whoa, he's gay. What are, what are my friends going to think? What am I, what's my family going to think? Like, how's this going to affect my life and how can I fix him? Like, how can I help him be in a good place? And I think that's, really bad you know um because i'm coming to you with most of the time when someone comes out they're coming with a lot of years of i mean we just talked about how i how i grew up and what i did to myself and 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 that's what i'm coming at you with and um i i don't need anybody to to try to fix me you know because i've been trying to fix quote unquote fix myself you know um most of the time we just need love and listen you know i was gonna say kind of what your sister said to you is probably the perfect thing it was beautiful and you know my sister is i call this the ann approach and i I joke with her all the time i'm like ann i'm going to tell everybody about this (laughs) and she's like literally all i did was just like be normal and nice i'm like yeah but but people are normal and nice for some reason she uh she could tell like she was like i think charlie's gay you know like she probably saw me throw a baseball once (laughs) No, but like, I she'd be like, So, who are you dating? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, like, I just went on a date with like the hottest cougarette and the most popular girl in school, and no nothing to report, you know, right? And she's like, What if he's gay? And uh, she didn't come up to me and be like, Are you gay? She was like, I'm gonna educate myself and and figure out the best way I can support him when he's ready to come to me. So she read blogs and she, she just educated herself. She, she looked into people's experiences and figured out how she, as a mom of two kids could best support gay members of our church, people like me. And then she would, give little hints like i remember one day she texted me and my brother my brother's like the straightest guy you'll ever meet like i joke with him that he's like everything i ever wanted to be like (laughs) he's hotter and stronger and faster and straight i'm like you were what i wanted to be in high school you know um but like he's not gay like he's girl crazy and but she put both of us in a group chat and was like hey like this person we know just came out um and i've been thinking about a lot i want both of you to know that if either of you are gay I love you, and like you're safe with me. Like she would do things like she did that before
0: you came out, before I came out, and so and
2: it it didn't make me feel any pressure, and I wasn't singled out because like Sam is in the group chat too, you know. But I'm like, I know it's not Sam, and she
1: totally knew what she was doing. (laughs) She
2: knew what she was doing, like she, but she never she never tried to like wrench it out of me she'd waited until i was ready which was good like like i said earlier like i needed to wait till i was ready right and then when i came to her and i was like i i actually i sent her this article i found uh with someone who was a lot like me and i was like hey read this it's it's interesting and and she texted back and she said charlie comma i know and i was like oh gosh like so it was like an, an unconventional coming out but So
1: that's how it happened. But she made you feel safe. And she made
2: me feel safe. And I just said, I know, you know, and then she called me and we talked for a while. And that's when she said, look, I love you. I'll be, I'll be whatever. And it was so funny. She, she didn't say, uh, it, it wasn't like, I'll be what I need you to be. It was like, I'll be what I, what you want me to be. Like you tell me, like, do you want me to tell anybody else in the family? Do you not like how? And I was like, will you please do what you did to me with, with mom and dad, you know? Cause I wasn't ready for that, but I was like, she can kind of take some of that weight. And, and she made herself so safe and so visible. Um, I was thinking a while ago, while there are parallels between like the LGBTQ experience and like racial issues, they're not like, they're not comparable. Like there's huge differences. And I would, I would never say that like, it's the same thing. And, and one like obvious thing is like, I can hide my minority status whenever I want. You know what I mean? like, like if you're a certain race, like that's how you look, but I can change things. And like I said, I did, I can dress a certain way. I can act a certain way. I can talk a certain way and and pass as straight if I need to. I'm actually very good at it. I did it for a long time. <laughs> um, and so like, it's we don't, very true. We don't know who's gay. Like we don't know who in our Sunday school class is gay and is just like little Charlie or who's dealing with like, um, like, like transgender thoughts or uh gosh i it's it's like the actual term for it um um gender dysphoria and like we don't know and we can't be careless about what we're saying right because because when when my little brother says faggot i cringe you know right. i jump and, and I'm, I'm very aware that he just said faggot and he doesn't know he didn't know i was gay yeah i'm telling him about dating the hottest cougarette. you know um but when my sister says, Hey, this person came out and I respect them and I love them and I hope they're okay. I also notice that, you know, so I just think we need to be more intentional about our language
1: and create a safe space and be visible. Um, to, to me, that's the parallel because that's what we talked about with you. Yeah, being intentional. Like us, it, I mean, yes, it's obviously a little different because, you know, we can see if someone's a minority, right? But being intentional all across the board. Because, I mean, this is a great lesson for us. It's not just about race or sexual orientation. I mean, it's just about everything. We like There's well, so many of us that don't know well, like what with, what people are dealing with. And we just need to be kind and make people feel... Like in the church, I think that's something that really we need to improve on. Is I mean, we want to know that our bishop, for example, is someone that I can go talk to about anything. So what can we do to be more intentional in making our members right. feel that. that
0: Well, I mean, Tim said it. He's like, you don't need to know my history to treat me like a person. Like, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't have to know if they're gay or straight or black or white right. to love them and be kind to them and be empathetic. Like, we shouldn't have to know that, right? right we should right. just be a person. Treat them like we... What's the golden rule? Treat others as you want to be treated. Like, well, and everyone's we suffering by with
1: something. It may yeah. not be as hard as that you know or what you went through Charlie for sure but there are there's I don't think you can pick out one person that doesn't have something that is hard for them to deal with right now right and and so yeah I mean it's it's a good practice for mankind right correct and and these are but this is the story where where it is hidden from people right where you're this athletic you know trying hard to be masculine white guy yeah I mean, it's crazy to think about what's behind that curtain,
2: right? And I think, you know, with with these like hot button issues, I think there there's a moral responsibility to figure out how to be a good ally and and show it. Like, you know, because and I I wonder if it scares people. I'm like, your daughter could be gay, right. you know she she really could, or your son, or you know, like. You you just don't or know, or they could be a
1: drug addict, or they could like right, that, and that there's so like we had with uh, Deacon, Danny, yeah, uh, Danny Deacon. You know, like we talked a lot about. So he had a severe drug problem, and it was interesting to hear what parents well, could well, do to quote, be there for. Dude, uh, you're the quote. Your secrets keep you sick. Your secrets keep you sick. That's totally
2: why. right, and yeah, we we just need to to allow places where people can live and be authentic in the light and then all of these these issues like these bad coping mechanisms go away because there's there's not as much to cope with yeah and this like fear and paranoia that i build up about telling my dad that i'm gay and just this sickness of the rejection
1: that i've superimposed on myself see and that's a very interesting point it doesn't happen right and that how much of it was self-inflicted you know so like much. it's it is interesting to hear how like the picture you painted of what would happen if and then the direction you took your life to avoid that when really you never you don't know like sure. maybe you could have said some but obviously we all have the things we have to live with to get to where we are yeah, but, but that's why it was helpful
2: that my sister said you know they're, they're, the weight of the what if with me is not there there is no what if with Anne. Right. That's the an approach. Just let, and she just let me know. So I didn't have to worry about that. Like, am I going to lose my sister?
1: See, and that's such an important parenting lesson. I mean, it's well, so important to talk to it's, uh, even at a young age. Like, you know, our kids are all younger, but I want them to grow up knowing that they can tell me anything. Yeah. You know, well, not and that's, a, you got to be ahead of it.
0: Well, I think the biggest thing I'm learning from the an approach is, is you the have approach. you have to be that example, awesome. right? Right. Like, if your kids if your kids hear you use slurs against people, if your kids hear you make fun of people, if your kids hear you judge other people, that gets ingrained in them. Yeah. Right. And so you have to, like, ignorance is a choice now. Like in the world that we're living in, like if you really? choose to be ignorant, something it is a choice. Like, there's no longer the option to ch- claim ignorance. So you have to proactively make decisions not to like in our household, like we don't use the words diet or fat and skinny in our house. Cause I don't want my kids thinking about that stuff or right. whatever it is. Like I'm very intentional with your the daughter wh- called me fat like a month ago. That, see I, I'm not okay I'm just kidding <laughs> but like I'm super not I'm super like, not okay know. with that though like <laughs> no like, I'm totally kidding but like those are the things that like <laughs> as a parent that we're trying to teach our kids and you can only do that by your example like they're not gonna hear what you say they're gonna watch what you do right right Absolutely and so right. this is where this con- these types of conversations yeah, like the fact that you can have an open conversation with it you know like with our kids like whatever it is like let's talk about it to your point like if you do something "Quote unquote wrong." Let's have a discussion about it, and let's take away the blame, and the shame, and the judgment, and the label that comes along with all of that. So it is a safe spot to have open dialogue and conversation. So when those things happen, you know, we can
1: we can be Anne right? To everyone. Yeah. Like how, how, yeah. I love Ann. She does. She's I want Ann on the podcast.
2: I want her on the podcast too. She's you guys like, should come back together. She's nervous. Uh She's always afraid she's going to say something bad, right? Because <laughs> Ann is funnier than heck. But she's it is so funny. Don't you she's hate like, that we have going to worry make about a joke that. and it's going to land wrong. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> like Anne, Everyone's going to love it. <laughs>
1: See, and you know, it's funny that you say that. I think that's something else we have to talk about is there are a lot of people that are scared to To be a better human the wrong way, like what if I say the wrong thing, or like, am I allowed to say gay? Well, or do I say like a lot? Same with the racial thing, like, do I call him a black person or do I call him an African American? Like, that's one bad part about cancel culture, right? Is now everyone is so terrified one wrong word being a better human being the wrong way, and and I think that we, I think that the way you're doing things, Charlie, is it makes everybody feel safe and having to grow the way they need to grow. Right. And that's really important, I think. And, and the media, like social media has been really bad for that because it really, people are scared to say the wrong thing. Yeah. And you know what? I told this to my dad. I was like, dad, you're going to screw this up.
2: a thousand <laughs> times. Like you're going to suck and you're going to offend me and you're going to say the wrong thing, but I need you to say it. Yeah. You know, but at least you're trying. And, and I had to come into this, like my, my dad, uh, I, there's a chapter on my dad. And it's, it's well, you had to be willing to accept that too. Right. Right. So it's got to go both ways. Like if I take 24 years of, of mental gymnastics and I'm a gymnast, you know, like I know gymnastics, <laughs> but like I, I, Work on this, and I'm at this point, and then I come to him who is at level negative thirty, <laughs> who who like hates old rancher from Missouri and makes fun of them, right? I I'm like, it. he's gonna suck, and and I <laughs> I have to give him grace and patience, you know. I can't just expect him to just zip to my level and then be like giving me good advice, you know. I That's gotta teach huge, him, huge, and huge. and it's it. I don't know why. Like, is it is it hard? Yeah. It's hard to be patient with someone,
0: but I love him and it brought us closer. You know, I've talked about that a lot with my wife, actually, because just using your example, the numbers, let's say he's negative 30 and he gets to negative 25. That's progress. progress. Yeah, but great. if you're still like, you're still negative. He's going to like, screw this. I'm done. Negative right. 35. Right. So you have to appreciate the progress, knowing we're not there yet. Appreciate it, celebrate it and build upon it.
2: Yeah and And now, like, my dad left the church uh number of years ago about the time they were going through a divorce and and he was he doesn't like the church, you know, but he supports me and and loves me and what I'm doing. And so it's funny like he was at negative thirty and now he's like, like he's getting a plus over here and, and he, and he's like fist pumping in the air when Deseret book publishes my book. And he's like, son, I am so proud of you. So and like, cool. you tell me what to be. I was speaking at a conference last, like a pretty big conference last summer. And he's like, I'm gonna fly out and, and be there for you. That's you know? Cool. And and like, he asked me questions, question and, and his support is so good. And it's like, it's, it's almost cool. Cause it's like a secular support that I kind of need. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't want everything I talk about to just be like gay and religion. Like, gosh, <laughs> can we change the subject? guys?
0: <laughs>
2: no. And like, it's cool. Cause like, and, and it's funny cause he's kind of taken a, an interesting approach. Most people in my, in my life and in my family go like religion, but he's like, you know, I, I went to see kinky boots, you know, the Broadway show. He's like your dad. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, so he went to see kinky boots. And then the next night I flew into New York and he's like, I'm taking you to see kinky boots. And he's like, have you ever wanted to wear high heels? And I'm like, yeah, I have. <laughs> Honestly, I have. And he's like, well, I bet you could dance in them. And I was like, I bet I could too, dad. And like, He's a
1: dairy farmer from Missouri, right? By right. The way
2: and so it's just a uh, white dairy farmer from missouri well i, I so, i'm gonna have to correct you it's it's black angus cattle oh for beef oh yeah. i thought yeah. i heard you say you did you no, were like he's milking the cows uh, I, did I, I, I did i well i fed the cows milk oh that's what you, you said
1: the cows yeah oh man that makes I just, me
2: I, now we're I now we're in my universe hold my dad's love it. reputation we love meat yeah, I, to, I love it <laughs> um no pun intended <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm gonna get in trouble <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: oh my gosh i don't want this to end <laughs> but Holy but God.
2: yeah that, that's cool like my dad like kind of like digs into like more popular gay culture which i'm also interested in sure. you know like some of it i don't like and doesn't vibe with me but some of it does and and that's cool that this guy who is. You know right rancher totally from leaning Missouri, in. from a like graduating class of 12 is like i'm gonna go watch a drag queen and i'm not a drag queen like right. i'm not and i've, I've never done drag who like and i like but he's like you know what that'd be cool if you did and it's cool if you don't and i'm like wow that's awesome like how how did negative 30 turn into kinky boots you know <laughs> um (laughs) quote
1: that (laughs) negative 30 he went from negative 30 to kinky boots
0: so i just oh my gosh yeah so i mean last thing if someone is struggling right is there like either advice or support like what do you say to them Uh, like a closeted gay person yeah
2: it sounds like so cliche, but like, you're not alone. You're not, you're not the only person who's awake at night. You're, you're not the only gay person in your church or your school or probably even your family, you know, extended family. Um, and, and you don't have to choose between two integral parts of who you are. You know, um, <clears throat> like most of my struggle came like stemmed from like a religious area, a, a religious place. And I always thought it was either like, um, ignore this side of me and, and be faithful or accept this side of me and lose God. And, uh, that's not true. Like, like these forces aren't pulling me apart in a lot of ways, they actually pull me together. Um, and as i accept my, my orientation and my identity as a child of God, those two they're not mutually exclusive because, because I'm here they both exist in me and they were both planted there for a reason. Um, so like reach out and trust yourself, you know, you're going to screw up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to sound stupid. Your mom's going to say something annoying. Like that's just going to happen, you know, but like you never have to feel like you're a mistake. Um, and I just, I, I hope that like this next generation of, of basically everyone can realize that that their personality and their traits and their orientation are beautiful and their spirituality and ability to connect with other humans is so beautiful. And if you find a way for those to work together in your own way, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be getting billions of views on YouTube and people are going to flock to you and, and you're going to be having a deeper relationship with your father and like once you connect with who you are, that's when you're you're, you're gonna thrive, and uh, that's that's Charlie's message to the younger gays.
1: <laughs> well, I, it's such a beautiful message. And the it, truth is, it goes to everyone. It's it, to
0: everyone. It, it so, you, goes know, you have to. to everyone. If you don't love
1: yourself, you can never love someone else fully yep. ever. Right? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing can come in. You know, if you're not if you're not being who you are, everything's just it's just not going to work. No. It, everything will be forced and it's such an important. I mean, I just we should just shut up. That yeah. that's the Can
0: I read I the last line of my book? Of course you can. Yeah. Here comes a mic drop. Ho, ho, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see if you like
2: it. <laughs> um I said uh You just have to sign that one for me. I'd be happy to. Um So I said uh it was, it was as if God couldn't work through me unless I was willing to truly be me and I was ready to be me without the mask. Right? So it just, this idea of like, when you open this channel of being honest and transparent, like I said, that's when love flows through and that's when relationships and and you just see things clearly, you know? And, uh, it is a little bit tragic that we're in a pandemic and my book's called without the mask, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like a figure <laughs> like Corona a beer, right? <laughs> I right. really hate their name right now. But uh, like this, like a figurative of like hiding who you are and right. pretending to be something else. Like, come on. Like we need you. We need diversity. We need, we need people to come together and, and that's when we're strongest. So, so so take off your masks and and it could be anything you know it's not just gay
0: you know it can anything and everything so thank you so much for coming on really this was awesome (laughs) had a great time thank you very much